You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 169. My best advice for actors heading into 2023, part two. Let's get started. My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. Whoa, 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 whoa now. Hold up. Wait a minute. Put a little oomph in it. I don't know if I just made that up or if that was like locked away from my childhood. Uh, What's going on, y'all? It is almost 2023. And if you're listening from 2023, what up? How is the future? Because right now I just read a really sad report. So it looks like um, Almost Famous is closing on Broadway in January. And that got me thinking. There have been so many shows that have closed over this past year, past two years, even just since opening after the pandemic. Day after day, Broadway World and Playbill are reporting on how another Broadway show is closing. Now, to the average theater goer, this might not seem like that important, especially if it's not your favorite show that's affected or the show you have been dying to see. But for someone like us, where we're out here, we're auditioning, we're hustling, we're performing, we're rehearsing, and our dream is to be on Broadway, or our dream is to continue working on Broadway. It doesn't sit well. It doesn't feel good that these shows have been closing, because if one show closes, the entire community is affected in one way or another. On one hand, you have the opportunity for new works New ideas, new writers, new designers, new creatives coming forth with these brand new pieces of work that are getting put on Broadway in replacement. However, when you have shows that are based on these blockbuster movies and cult classics, or even when you have these jukebox musicals that are based on the lives of super uber popular artists or are just using the music from these super popular artists in their shows, and those shows are closing, that's when you know something's up. Now, I'm not here to give you the data, because to be honest, I'm not a producer, and I don't have the inside scoop there. I can tell you that much. But what I can tell you from an actor's perspective, who is pursuing this professionally, and who continues to audition and perform professionally, is that it's... It's not looking as stable as I would like. I think our industry is still feeling the effects of COVID and the effects of the economy and also how that is affecting the general population of theater goers. And I think we're going to see more of the same next year. It's looking like there are more movie musicals in the works for next year, more musicals based on movies, based on the lives of artists. I think we're going to see more musicals pop up like MJ, like the Britney Spears musical, like 
and Juliet, which uses Max Martin's music from the radio. I think we're going to see more musicals like that. And I think it's going to take a while for true new original works to come alive and to be appreciated, not just by creative teams and producers and money, but by audiences. That all is just going to take time. And so here's what it means for us as performers. I think we need to learn how to, one, redefine our self-worth and not base it on what job you currently have or what musical you're currently working on or what show your agent got you an audition for or what this casting director said about you or what class you're taking. I don't think it's healthy if you're only happy when you get a big audition or when you book a job. Now, before you make up your mind and you stop this episode prematurely because you think that you don't base your self-worth on this, I want you to really think hard about the last time that you felt really good about yourself. If it had anything to do with booking a job or getting a big audition or hearing some really good praise from someone higher up in the industry, that's okay. Don't get me wrong, because the last big audition that I got and almost booked, oh my God, I was over the moon. I wanted to tell everyone in the entire universe. The last reading that I was a part of, I wanted to scream from the rooftops how excited I was to be a part of it. And yet, those things don't define who I am, and they certainly don't define my happiness. Just because I was excited to do them and to get so close to that job and to actually get that reading doesn't mean they determined whether or not I was going to be happy the following day or that week. Because at the end of the day, here are the things that matter most to me that make me happy. The people in my life who love me and whom I love so, so much. My parents' dog, the Philadelphia Eagles, unfortunately. Good music, making other people laugh and smile and making their lives easier. And doing things that I love and with the people I love. Those are few of the many things that make me happy. And yes, singing makes me happy and acting makes me happy and performing in front of a crowd makes me happy and auditioning brings me joy sometimes. But if all of a sudden, for God knows what reason, I can't do those things anymore, at least I still have the people and the places and the other things that I love to do to make me happy and to fulfill me. So my Number one biggest piece of advice for you listening right now, yes you, hello, yes you. Whether you're a performer or a parent of a performer or an educator or just a friend of mine who is listening because you're bored and want to know what I'm up to on Actor Aesthetic, you know who you are, thank you. I challenge you in 2023 to redefine your self-worth and focus on shifting that energy away from the materialistic things, and the things that you cannot control. Which brings me to my second point that I wanted to touch on today, which is parallel careers. Now, I think this topic kind of deserves its own podcast episode, and I'll probably do that in the new year. But here's the deal. With an industry that's ever-changing, ever-growing, sometimes it shifts in your favor, sometimes it doesn't, most often you can't wait around for work to come. And so there are two different ways to combat this. One way is to create your own work. 
and to create your own opportunities and to really push yourself outside of your comfort zone to make things for yourself. The other way that I've discovered over the past just a couple of years, really since the pandemic, is finding yourself a parallel career. So if you've never heard of what a parallel career is, uh, I looked it up for you. So here you go. It is defined as having more than one professional career at the same time, regardless of the amount of time devoted to each, whether the careers are related, whether financial compensation is earned, and whether the individual has an employer or is self-employed. Now, a parallel career is not a secondary job or a hobby, per se. This is different than what I mean by having a life outside of theater. So you can have a life outside of theater, you can have friends outside of theater, hobbies outside of theater, that all is good and I really hope that you do have that because it's gonna help keep you balanced and help keep you sane. But something else that I fear a lot of training programs, college programs and the like are not teaching young adults as they grow and as they mature and as they enter the real world, quote unquote, is the concept of a parallel career. There seems to be a lack of previous research on this topic. Not gonna lie, there's not a whole lot of information on this, but it's something that I think I want to dive into further, and what I'm gonna say about it right now is this. You can have a parallel career and still be a performer. You can go work a nine-to-five job and still be a kick-ass performer. You can have your own business and still be a performer. You can teach and still be a performer. You can do something that has literally nothing to do with theater or musical theater and still be a performer. And you can be proud of that. Like you can genuinely go to work and be happy and love what you do. And it could have literally nothing to do with acting and still be a performer. And like I said earlier, you have these shows that are opening and closing so quick, and that's scary, and that's really uncertain. But your power is in your independence. And not gonna lie, I'm gonna admit it here, I have been watching White Lotus. I haven't even gotten to the second season yet. I just finished the first season, and one of the characters says this, and it resonated with me. So I want you to hear that again. Your power is in your independence. When you walk into an audition room, and you don't beg for that job because you have a whole life outside of this, hobby, career-wise, professionally, relationship-wise. People feel that, they gravitate towards that, they wanna work with that, they wanna work with you. And isn't it so interesting to talk to people that are in the musical theater industry and also are like low-key computer scientists. Shout out to my sister. And also shout out to one of the alphabas on Broadway who is also a computer scientist and coder. Like what? That is so freaking cool. But guess what? She went back to Wicked after years of not being in the show and doing something completely different in software engineering. But you know what? How awesome is that? That she has this other life to live. She's got this other career that she's so good at, and yet she is playing Elphaba on Broadway. And honestly, though, I'm getting excited because I do think that's such a cool thing. But when it comes down to it, it's more than just being an exciting thing to talk about. Having a parallel career that fuels you, that 
you have the capability of stepping into full time, whether it is a nine to five job or your own business, there is power in your independence from this industry and from waiting for the next job to come to you. Remember that. What if I told you there was a world in which you could be financially independent and not have to worry about whether or not that casting director liked you or that director thought you were right for the role? That world is out there and it's waiting for you. I love you all. Stay tuned for next week. We'll discuss more of my top advice for entering into 2023. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, tag at Actor Aesthetic. If you want to connect with me, shoot me a DM at Actor Aesthetic or at Maggie Barra. And if you love the podcast, hit me with a five-star review. What are you doing? Hurry it up. I'll see you on the flip side. It takes a village. Bye, y'all.